I think you have to embrace abundance mindset and not a scarcity mindset, right? And I always say, you know, let's say you win the rat race. You know, at the end of the day, you're still a rat. That's how you have to think about it, right? There's no, there's really no victory in winning the rat race. Yeah, that's why it's, it's really more about abundance. Hello, and welcome to the Conspiracy of Goodness podcast, where you'll hear from thought leaders in a wave of goodness and progress well underway in the world that almost no one knows about yet. But this podcast will help you find a way to connect with that wave of goodness and progress yourself by introducing you to people who are paving the way for a better world for us all. I'm Dr. Linda Ulrich, founder of Ever Widening Circles. Since 2014, we've written thousands of articles about insight and innovation going uncelebrated. And along the way, I was having these incredible conversations with thought leaders, and then one day decided to start recording them and sharing them with the world. The thought leaders we talk to have a a vision of reality that's possible for all of us, and that's what makes them get up in the morning. And no matter what they bring to the table, they've always got stuff to share with us that can put a spring in our step and give us some pieces of the puzzle for our own journeys. So today I want to welcome two fellows that I met about two weeks ago when I was on their podcast, The 30-Minute Hour. Eric Twiggs and Ted Fells are just two of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. And we had a great talk about, oh, so many things. And they have kind of a business angle to their podcast, but mostly what I noticed was that they care about keeping the humanity in all our interactions, whether it's business or personal life. And so I fell so much in love with their whole ethos that I had to have them on my own podcast. So here they are. Welcome, Eric and Ted. I'm so glad to have you here with us. Goody, Dr. Linda. Thank you for having us on your show. Well, I'm going to be straight up with the audience. I couldn't even begin to introduce you guys as well as you might if you fill us in on a little background and story and thought process. So please do a better job at introducing yourselves and your work. Okay. So, you know, the 30 minute hour podcast, it's designed for primary audiences, authors, entrepreneurs, and career professionals who are looking to level up and ultimately become unstoppable. So I'm your host. I'm Eric Twiggs. I'm your procrastination prevention partner. And I'm the author of The Discipline of Now. And I, in my work, I help uh, these entrepreneurs and executive leaders to beat procrastination so they can make more money, get more done, and feel more confident. And I'll turn it over to Ted. Thanks again, Dr. Linda. And I'm Ted Fells. I am the co-host of the 30-Minute Hour podcast. And I am the business strategist and all-around good guy. So I bring... uh, 25 years of business experience started this journey at about four (laughs) right now. Easy to see. I'm almost 30 years old. And so just again, just what we bring to our listeners is just a different, uh, a fun perspective to business, entrepreneurship, and, you know, just um, authors, professionals, you know, we just have a wide range of, uh, with guests on there and we just have we just have fun with it 
Eric is the one that the one that that is structured and plans it out, and I'm not. I'm the guy that shows up and just hey, we got a podcast going on, and I'm here, and you know, let's get it going. So we're kind of a sort of like a the 2021 version of the uh, the odd couple. You remember the odd <laughs> show? So I'm the the one that just kind of rolls in, but we have a great time, a lot of fun. With it. Lovely, lovely. Well, you know, we were planning this this interview to take maybe a half hour and chat about what we might talk about during the interview. And you both said some things that were so, so lovely and so spot on with my vision of what's possible if we all start working a little bit harder to for the greater good. That I just I just stopped our chatting and said, let's start recording right now because we can have some fun with wherever this goes. So let's start with that first topic I was I was gonna just ask you guys if you had any any interest in talking about, but then we just blew right past that into some pretty good stuff. So I've noticed that there's this phenomenon that's happening and I'm calling the gratitude economy. I think that people are wanting to either do business with others who they're grateful for having in their lives. Business people who are who are nice and just treating others like they want to be treated. And the opposite is true is that business people are aligning themselves be more than just, you know, just a, an exchange with people. They're aligning themselves with people's values and wanting to be part of people's lives. So I mentioned this and Eric immediately said that impact is often more important than income. And I think that's, that's such a lovely sentiment. Let's, let's start there and you, hear you guys process what you're aiming at when you, when you talk about business advice for others. So where that came from, is, is like a part of my journey is uh, like when I was in college, I had a close friend of mine who just suddenly passed away in a car accident. And it really just changed. That's really why I focus on time management, overcoming procrastination, because that taught me that time is short. So I thought that the lesson from that experience was, okay, I've got to climb the corporate ladder as fast as possible. I have to get this income. I have to have this status. I have to, that's what I thought the lesson was because time is short. But I got to a point in my journey where I remember that I'm in my I'm in a nice car. I'm sitting at the stoplight and I look in the rearview mirror and the eyes that were looking back at me were the eyes of someone who hated what he was doing. And that that whole experience, it forced me to pivot. And it taught me that sometimes impact is more important than income. And you have to look at what and see when you feel fulfilled and when you're operating in purpose. You are serving a greater good. You're not just the one that's benefiting. There's people that, there are people that you never may meet. There are people that you may never come across that are going to benefit and be positively impacted because of your efforts. So, so I think that's really, that's a critical thing. We talk about, you know, the greater good, you really focusing on how you can make an impact with your work. And that's what we try to do with the 30 minute hour. Mm-hmm. So if you see me looking down, it's because I, I've already taken all kinds of notes. And I, I am going to take notes and make sure the show notes are very, very complete with this episode so people can get right to the part that they remember and want to hear again. So you were in college when this happened. And of course, at that age and stage, you know, it, it, you know we don't manage the meaning of things very carefully at that age. <laughs> no. So what made you have this aha realization? What was it? I mean, you just, you were, dry, you were going down a path that was super unfulfilling and 
something about the moment click? Yeah. So, I mean, I had ironically in my career, I was at a point where you could argue that I was successful and, but, but it was just, I wasn't feeling significant. Right. I, 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 I was dreading the idea of, of going into the office. I mean, I, I would hit the, I hit the snooze button because those, those little signs were there. But then when, when I had that moment at stop, like that's when it really all just came together for me. And then I thought, you know, I, I don't really look forward to, to going in. I'm just, kind of going through the motions because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And there, I think there's just more, more to life than that. I love that feeling significant. We like to talk about doing things that matter. Yes. That having meaning in, in our lives is a pretty big part, I think, of the unhappiness that we're seeing out, out in the wider world. So that it's easy to be mean, kind of crabby, <laughs> short-tempered, <laughs> all the things that we're seeing. If you are getting up in the morning and knowing that you matter to something or someone. How about you, Ted? You, you have any any thoughts on this? So it's, in, it's interesting. As I you know mentioned earlier on, I've been a president of an information technology count, uh, company that I founded. Probably uh, this is our twenty fifth year in business, and it's it's interesting. Early on, when we started the started the company, you know, I found myself like it, it was almost like just about. I felt like I could just take just, a, just about anyone and train them to do what I needed them to do. Like right. if they were a nice person, it seemed like I was just like, yeah, I can take that person. I can train them to do something. And I think, you know, a lot of business owners would say that's not the, the right thing to do. But I found myself just taking people. And sometimes it was friends, family, just people that would just refer to me and just would just take them and train them to do something. And you know, and then I also found myself just constantly just sharing just information that I had. Just you know, to, I didn't mind talking to to anyone about you know how I you know got to where I uh, I was or just whatever I could just share and help. And and I realized over the years, the interesting thing was is that some of the people that I helped, their companies like totally passed where my company was. <laughs> Right. I also realized that a lot of the people that I train, you know, kind of mentored and helped, they just took off. And I look at some of the places where they are now and see them popping up on LinkedIn, and I'm just like, wow. And I've had people even come to me and say, hey, Ted, you know, I remember when you said this and what an impact that was to me. You know, and it means there's so many people that I didn't even remember those conversations because I just, I just kind of, I guess I was just kind of giving it away like candy. Like I didn't really think about that there's a business out there and that, that people coach, that people do consulting, that I was just giving it away naturally because it was like, you know, hey, you know, I enjoyed talking about it. I didn't have any problem getting up to the whiteboard and kind of laying mm-hmm. some stuff out for it for a person. And, and then, you know, it was just kind of just investing, right? I just, you know, without thinking about it, I was just kind of investing in so many so many people and did not know, again, as Eric mentioned, that the that there was that impact that was out there and it wasn't necessarily given the, the income. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, as you continue and if you do those investments like that, then eventually you start seeing it come back. And it may not come back from the people that you that you did that deposit, but it was coming back. You know, and just, you know, recently I've just seen so many things that have just opened up 
and people that are just calling me out the blue and offering opportunities and things and just people are doing things. And so you don't lose anything by doing good. You don't lose anything by investing in others. You know, you know every single moment that you have with someone doesn't have to be billable, right? Because, you know, it all comes back. And I, and, I, and I think that, you know, in that, I think Eric and I have that kind of that same, you know, philosophy. And, and it's just interesting, you know, just kind of how, you know, we've been friends for years. And then just how we got to, you know, wanting to start a podcast because we just knew. You know, we just want to do something. We want to do something together. We don't know. We just talked about it all the time. We met at church and we'd always talk about, we want to do something. We want to do, what is it? And then eventually, you know, it led to the podcast. And eventually it led to us, you know, just continuing to just, you know, having that shared desire to help others. There's been so much of that that we've, you know, been able to to do with the podcast and some of the other platforms. And Eric, do you, do you concur that this investing in others comes back? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and like, I think Ted just made a profound point. It's Thank not you. always. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, man, it was good. Right, you, yeah, you, some people try to look for like an immediate return, right? It, it may not always be, I mean, but down the road, it, it's definitely going to come back to you. Like, like it has to. That's just the way the, the, the world is designed, the universe is designed. That if you're putting that much good out there and you're really investing into people, it's rewarding because I have similar experiences. I see people who I did. There's somebody he was literally, literally living in a trailer park when we first started working together, and he's now this big time person in in, the, in his industry. And people go to him as the go to guy. He's in this million dollar house, and he's you know. And, and you look at that, and you just you know, it, it's very rewarding when you can sew into somebody and they go on to accomplish accomplish things. So we can't be right here on this precipice without talking about who each of you had as mentors, people that shared and all that. Tell me a little bit about that part of your story, Aaron. Yeah, so I've I've had all kinds of mentors along the way. One that comes to mind is a guy named Ed Tate. You know, he was in it when I was, uh, I finally, after several years of procrastinating, uh, <laughs> You know, when I, I got to a point where I realized that, you know, I should be really speaking to people and professional speaker. And I was introduced to Ed Tate and this guy, he, I mean, he charges people for his coaching services and he's this big time international speaker. And he would talk to me for like an hour, hour and a half at a time, not charging me anything, not knowing me from a can of paint, giving me all this advice. And sometimes I start feeling guilty, like, man, yeah, is he going to send me a bill? What? Yeah. But he he was just pouring into me. And I mean, a lot, of, and we've ended up, we've had him on the podcast. So he's definitely someone that that comes to mind. And I try to, when people come to me, kind of in that same situation, where you're looking for advice, looking to move forward, I, I try to model that. So, and I have another mentor, Dr. Willie Jolly. Same thing. I mean, I met him at a, this guy, again, he's world famous, has books. We've had him on the podcast. And, you know, I got his business card. I sent him a question. And within five minutes, he's got this long thought out email of what I should do next. <laughs> and I'm like, man. And, and he's, to this day, he's like that. I mean, I, I can email him right now. And I'm t- he's just, with everything he's got going on, he's going to get back to me. It's a well thought out response. So I, I think that's, that, that's a, a key thing. 
So this is one of those things that is a chain because I'm sure that both those people had somebody like that. This is a taught. This is something that's taught. And, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I love about it? It's not just one person to one person to one person is that one person can decide to be generous with knowledge and insight with thousands. <laughs> so we don't have, have to all of us be all in for the greater good. But if you've got it in you, it's going to be something that it becomes such a multiplier. How about you, Ted? Did you have somebody that made you so generous with your knowledge and insight that you no, saw? Man, it, you know, it's so, so many. Like, I, I could just really, think, you were just yeah. in, you were just among it. Oh, man. You know, I think about my first supervisors uh, when I worked for the federal government. I worked for the federal government before I started, uh, started my company. And, and there, right out of college, and there was a guy by the name of Alan Shelton and another lady by the name of Yusha Keen that were just very uh, impactful to me and just helping me to just really kind of understand the big picture. You know, that was a tough thing to really get, like right out of college, was just the, just the big picture and just kind of understanding how so many pieces kind of play together, understanding people and relationships and all of that, that just was very helpful in, in, in my early days, but then also just family, you know, coming from a, you know, very kind of humble beginning with, you know, mom, uh, I lost my father early, uh, probably I was nine years old, but had an opportunity to see him really, really work hard and my mother as well. And, you know, and these, you know, both of them were without college education right. and watch them. And I think that just watching them and just watch how they treated other people, you know, and just, uh, just, you know, that, that I think that really played a big role in, in me and how I interact with people and wanting to help and to serve. And so, yeah, so it just, you know, so you, yeah, you know, I never feel like I'm too big to take a moment to have a conversation with someone to share, you know, some, some knowledge, a nugget. I'll just sit down with just about anyone and have a conversation again when others will look at that and say, hey, you need to have that register going when you're doing that. Well, you know, it's just natural just to kind of, you know, give that away. Again, looking at parents just, you know, doing for others and giving that away. I think I'm kind of a 2021 version of them is, but giving away whatever knowledge I can share that can help others be the best them that they can. Yeah, you know, our times, I think, have brought out some of the best in, in us and some of the worst, of course. And one of my whole gigs is that I talk a lot about how the internet has affected our online lives or affecting our worldview about each other and about the wider world. And I'd be interested to hear your, you guys, your take on this scarcity. So one of the things that the internet is doing, it's driving some of our worst impulses, fear, outrage and scarcity. And of course, what we're talking about here is the scarcity thing where you you hold your knowledge to your chest so that you might think that you have some advantage. Tell me what you guys think about our times and, and if you have any tips on in business or for that matter, in your personal life, how we overcome these, these three impulses these days in an otherwise pretty challenging world out there. Well, I, I think you have to embrace an abundance mindset and not a scarcity mindset, right? And I always, I always say, you know, if you, you're trying to, let's say you win the rat race, 
you know, at the end of the day, you're still a rat. That's how you have to think about it, right? There's no, there's really no victory in winning the rat race. Yeah, that's why it's it's really more about abundance. And because you're right, I know people that they, they don't they want to guard all their information and not really share, you know, how they're doing something. But but I think it, it it's really about helping other people. And I think you have to be and, and the people that are that we've had on the podcast that are truly successful, they share. You know, they 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 share their content. They they give away things that you would think they should be charging for. Yeah. But guess what? It comes back to them. So, so that that's really the key. I think you just really have to embrace that abundance mindset. Mm-hmm. Telling somebody like in that genre, I usually keep a bunch of books around here and there's a great book by Adam Grant called Give and Take. Huh. Have you run into that one yet? I haven't. Now, because I've read, I'm reading his, um, he has a book about thinking. Yeah. Think Again is yeah. over here on the, the bottom book. Yes. I like his, his the way yeah. he He's amazing. Yeah. That's a really good tip for people that are listening. His first book was called Give and Take. Mm-hmm. And that talks about... Mm, basically what we're talking about here is how some people are pretty hardwired to just keep giving and and maybe we have to hold our nose for the ones that are pretty hardwired to just keep taking <laughs> and as as savvy business people recognize the difference but yeah tell me some people that you've talked about in this area that people might be interested to looking into their work so but people that just constantly give yeah, or, you know, just anything that this brings to mind. I really like this podcast to give people a lot of practical things they can go to next after they hear my conversation. So, yeah, if you've got any more to add on this topic, great. I mean, again, I mean, you go back to Dr. Willie Jolly. And I mean, there. so when he came on our podcast, I mean, he gave away like audio books and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> It, so here, here's what something I'm finding that that's an interesting trend. A lot of the people that we have on the show that are like high influencers, high level influencers, when they come on the show, they are giving things away. Like, like, like that's, that's their impulse where, where the normal instinct is, Hey, get my product. Yeah. Hey, buy this, buy this, buy this, get this course da, 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 da. where they're coming on the show. I'm trying to take and concur. They're like, Hey, you know what? I'm giving this away. You know, I really want to, and I'll talk to them because, you know, I'll do the pre-podcast interview and they'll say to me, hey, you know what? I want to give something to your people. I, you know, I've got this book. I want to go ahead and give it out. One of the guys was a Charles Matthews that we had on. I mean, this guy, he's got 130 something thousand Instagram followers and he's written a Wall Street Journal bestselling book. And like the whole time I'm talking to him, you know, the pre-interview, he's like, yeah, what, what can we give to your, your followers? Nice. And that's, I mean, that's a classic example. And I think that's part of the reason he's accomplished all the things that he's accomplished because he understands how that works. You know, one of the, the greatest things about having a, a podcast, and, and I never thought about this, this going in, is that you just learn so much with every guest. Like every guest, I mean, they're just, they're just kind of just spilling out just nuggets, you know, and, and, and you know, I, and I just don't think that, you know, that, that a person can hold that back because they're excited to talk, they're excited to share. And it's like, it's like, wow, like I feel like in a, you know, close to, I guess, 110 or so episodes, I mean, I feel like I'm that much more knowledgeable from just hearing the perspective of so many people. And then, you know, with the, you know, with the pandemic and us being able to 
you know, connect to people. Like we've interviewed people from all around the, the world. Oh. And and in listening to these people, you know, there's some uh, kind of common denominators in all of them. Like everybody, you know, they want to share. They're 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 trying to make things better mm-hmm. for you know the world at large. And just you just find out that there's just a lot of good good people in the world that are willing to you know to share and and, and help others. And so yeah, it, it really just has a it's just been a very rewarding thing for us and. You know, I just uh, would have never thought that the podcast would would have that type of an impact. You know, on uh, uh, the it was Charles Schwartz. I say Charles Matthews. Okay. Charles yeah. Schwartz is his name. Okay, he's got the best selling book and everything else. Yeah, Charles well, Matthews is a great guy too. By the way, I was on his podcast. But. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to your point, Ted, about all the knowledge that brings up a topic that we have to talk about is. How, do you, how important do you think curiosity is to our success, both in personal life and business? How important is curiosity? I think curiosity is very important. And, you know, just the desire to just try to get more information, more knowledge, to talk to more people. You know, I think, you know, when I you know, first started my company, one of the, the first things that I did was I went out to sit down with several business owners that had reached the levels that I wanted to to reach. And and most of those individuals, maybe about 10 different business owners, were very open to sitting down and and just sharing. Right. And so just that, you know, curiosity, that desire to just get more information, just get information from wherever and just, you know, just learn. I guess it's a saying that uh, I guess every lesson experience that you, you know, that you get, you don't have to, you know, actually go through it yourself. Could actually sit down with someone that's been through it and 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 be able to uh, being able to to learn. Mm. How about you, Eric? Yeah, it's interesting. We were talking about Adam Grant and in that book, Think Again, he mentions that like he that one of the characteristics of like the great presidents was intellectual curiosity. One of the one of the common things that they the ones that rank as the top presidents of all time, they all had that curiosity about them. They wanted to know more about things. I think, I mean, curiosity is critical, right? If you want to be successful, because if you think, because the alternative to that is you think you already know everything. You think you think you've got, and we've all been around people that had, they, they just have all the answers, you know? And I think it's more important to ask the right questions. I, I just think it's critical. You know, a lot of times when I talk to people who I might disagree with, I have learned to listen for what I'm supposed to hear that would improve my way of thinking. So I, I listened for that, for that one sentence or that one notion where something clicks and I, this person who thinks so much differently than me, I, I, if you're naturally curious, instead of sitting there with contempt, so that is the trouble. We're all sitting there across from somebody who we decided we don't like, or is so different from us. And we're sitting there with contempt, just swirling around. Well, we can't hear anything new that might improve our way of thinking or at least help us understand. And so I'm always talking about changing our contempt to curiosity. And there's where the sweet spot is. There's where the inroad is to, and, and then I find often I thank people for improving my way of thinking, even if it was in, in a negative way. 
<laughs> even if I understand something that's really negative a little bit deeper, oh, that you know, could be a bit scarier. But still, it improved my way of thinking. <laughs> Got me out, out of some misconceptions. So I'm going to take a break here at about the halfway point and talk about a fabulous situation that Everwinding Circles has created for innovators who want to connect with other people who are in the conspiracy of goodness trying to do good in the world. So we'll take a break and we'll come back and then we will uh, talk some more with Eric and Ted. Okay, we'll take a break. Do you thrive on learning from and collaborating with others for the good that's in the world? And becoming a better version of yourself, both personally and professionally every day? We have built something just for you. The Conspiracy of Goodness Network. You can be a part of the first networking platform that prioritizes personal and professional growth as we work together to make the world a better place. The Conspiracy of Goodness Network is a vetted platform of entrepreneurs, creatives, and professionals who are committed to making the future brighter for us all. People like you. On the network, you can ask questions and find help with projects share trusted resources, request and attempt workshops, expand your network of thought leaders, and learn from the experience of others to catalyze your work, interests, and passion projects. This is a place where all of us who are doing something to improve the world, large and small, can flourish. The $35 a month membership fee includes attendance to exclusive monthly happiness hours where you can hear from amazing speakers and influencers. It includes participation in monthly community challenges that will improve your own life and the world around you. You'll have access to the network's mentor match service to grow exponentially in your insight and decision making. And you'll get automatic discounts on all of our courses and events. So join us, co-conspirators for goodness around the world, those who are doing anything they can to make the world a better place, are coming together on this network to collaborate, and it is time we find each other. Go to conspiracyofgoodnessnetwork.com for a simple three-step questionnaire to apply to be a member today. Let's connect, collaborate, and change the future. So we're back from our break. Thanks for uh, hanging in there with us. We've got three really good topics that we want to talk about in the second half of the show. The first one is a movement that these guys have started called, called the What Now Movement. Eric, tell us about this. So the What Now Movement started April of 2020. And what we were finding, you know, myself and you have Ted and Dr. Sharon H. Porter is our other co-founder in this What Now movement. We would be talking to people that would say, I'm going to start this venture, but I, I want to wait until things get back to normal. And, and we looked at us so like, you know, that's the last thing you want to say, wait until things get, but what is that anyway? Wait, wait till things get back to normal. You know, the question you need to ask yourself is what now? And then all the light bulbs went off and it became the what now movement. And the whole idea behind the movement is really inspiring people to pivot instead of stop. When you face a crisis or a challenge, instead of saying, you're going to wait, you know, what can I do now? What now? And so it's 
it's this organic, it's, it's had a lot of organic growth, right? We've got this Facebook group that's over 1,600 people. Again, it's the authors, entrepreneurs, career professionals. It's a, a mixture of people. And we provide inspirational content. We did a master class that was seven weeks long to really motivate and inspire people to pivot and ask themselves, what now? Yeah, the, the, the movement, we're trying to build a, a collaborative culture with it as well. You know, yeah. one that, you know, as business owner, you know, we all have our own thing, right? So we kind of care about our thing. But one of the things that we've stressed and, you know, I, uh, you know, I kind of, the team has heard, heard me mention this several times. Is we're we're looking at trying to create a kind of a potluck environment versus a, a buffet environment, right? So now, so it's not about you just coming and getting something, but it's you bringing something to that table and, and, and sharing. And 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 I think that that and that's something we've continued to build on. You know, people come in, it's like, hey, you know, you know, hey, yeah, put put your link out there, and everybody follow everyone else's link and check out everyone else's business and. You know, and it's just all about just sharing and, and and collaboration. And I think that's one thing that we, you know, we really learned, you know, during the during the pandemic about really, a, you know, how much we need each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Not being able to you know, really be around others, you know, not being able to, you know, go to large events and being around the things that we've taken for granted. Mm-hmm. And then we need each other as far as in, in, in business and partnership. And, and so the What Now movement is, has created a, a, a culture of that. And, and it's just, a, you know, just amazing to just see just different types of people just coming in of all just, you know, genders, races. It just doesn't matter. And just everybody just has kind of a, you know, just a common desire to, you know, be great and, and, be, and, to, and to help others be great. And this is who we are. I I love that, that sentiment, you know, at our core, when our backs to the wall, there's certain superficials just don't matter anymore. They just don't add up to the task. Right. And I think that's exactly where we are now. So how do people connect with that? Is there specifically a Facebook? Would you recommend that that's where they go first to connect with that to the Facebook group? Yeah, they can go to the what now movement Facebook group. Okay. the button where they request to join yeah okay and and we'll let them in and then any any special qualifications i was gonna say and also the web the website as well eric yes absolutely okay there's a what now website as well whatnowmovement.com okay great it's super so are chatting for just a second there about how when our backs to the wall you know, the superficial things don't seem to matter anymore. Reminds me of this thing that I'd love you to comment on. I've noticed as I observe what's possible for humans when they are at their best and where we are, where we see each other in the, in the news so often now, is that there's this gap. And I always like to talk about uh, this sign that I saw in Europe all the time called it that was mind the gap. And I, I think there's this gap. These There are constantly gaps in our thinking or in our knowledge base or whatever. And we have this tendency to fill them in with stories that we're telling ourselves, often super limiting stories. And yet we act on all that information as if it's the truth. Talk to me about what you guys recommend or what people have shared with you about these limiting stories that we're telling ourselves. I see it all the time. So, so in my work, and kids are going to love this. As your procrastination prevention partner, 
I, I see it. So people will say to me, for example, I am always late or I am such a procrastinator. I always, so you, you have to be careful with the I am statement, right? So whenever you say I am, that's like an identity thing. And, and your tendency is to act out in accordance to who you really believe you are. And, and you create that limiting story. Because if you say, I am, I always procrastinate, guess what? You're going to always procrastinate. As opposed to this is just something I did yesterday, but yesterday ended last night. I can always make a different choice. So it's easy to, you know, that you see that limiting story all the time. We can't make it our identity. That is so true. How about you, Ted? Do you have examples of that? I bet you, I bet you that's something that you have been into internet security, correct? Cybersecurity yeah. is, a, is a core uh, area for our company. Okay, so when I look at the the limiting stories we tell ourselves about how vulnerable we are <laughs> in our online lives, um, there's probably a lot of storytelling going on there too, don't you think? Oh, sure, sure. But you know, you know, it's interesting. I mean, you know, when you think about the, you know, our online lives, I mean, you know, just what we put out there, social media. Right. You know, you know what that picture is that we, we put out there, that picture that we, you know, we want people to, you know, to see. And it's interesting. I, you know, I have some some friends and when they talk about, it, oh, I don't really do social media because I don't want to put all I don't want all this information out there out there about me. And yeah, I'm saying, you know, it's kind of it's really the picture that you want to paint out there. Right. Like you have the option of sharing whatever you you choose to. To share, and I think you know, yeah, you know, again, you know, and I, it's just amazing just to, to, to what you can get from just looking at you know different people and how they they leverage you know social media and how it, I guess you know I can you know, just kind of tell a whole lot about them sometimes you know how happy they are how great things are going sometimes and you know just whatever they're they're going through and it's just a it's just an interesting uh, tool and you can decide you know you know how deep you really want to to get into it, but it's also just the ability just to connect with so many people, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, I, I just wonder if there, there wasn't an internet, or how would I be connected to, you know, my best friend from elementary school? Right. How do you be connected? How can you be connected to your best friend from elementary school, someone in the Cub Scout, someone that you went to college with, somebody that used to go to your church and somebody was on your baseball team 30 years ago, like, how could you, you know, how could you do that? And so, yeah, it's a, you know, it's, I think it's a, it's, it's amazing. And I couldn't imagine what, you know, what it would, life would be like without it. Well, you know, and that's, that is the new social contract that I think is evolving in social media is that most of us have just, just had it with the people who are not thoughtful and helpful, you know, even if they're on our own team, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sick of the shouting. I, I just, it's not getting us anywhere. And I want people who I can hear really hard things. I can totally hear the hard things that I don't necessarily want to hear. As long as it's from someone who's, who's thoughtful and I can tell they're just trying to be helpful. And they thought their words through. I don't know about you guys, but my first thoughts are not that good. And if I were just tapping away every bit of my first thoughts on the internet, on social media, <laughs> for gosh, like, I wouldn't have a friend in the world, I'm sure. And yet we expect to have this liberty to just not self-censor in any way on social media. So that's one of my messages is I'm 
people always ask me, oh, so Dr. Linda, you're saying we should reimagine the internet and that means censorship. And I say, well, how about self-censorship? Right. How about we just don't spout off the first thing that comes to mind every time we have a knee-jerk reaction to anything? So what do you see in business as far as experimentation right now and so forth? Because that kind of goes with the what now movement. Don't you think it's a good time? I've noticed in my own personal life that people are a lot more forgiving about the imperfections in others right now. Yeah, I think you're forced in these times to be more creative and more innovative and try things that you you would have never tried before. You know, I know people who always would say, I'm not a techie, but they, they're doing technical things, right? Because they, yeah. you, know, you have to, it's either do this or not have a business <laughs> Yeah. in certain, certain instances. So they had, they had to figure it out. They, right. they, they, they learned that, you know what? I can figure it out. There's this new invention called Google and I can always go in and say, how do I right. get, and get the answer? So I, I think the creativity has gone up several notches during this time. Yeah, I think it's a good time to try some things. And if they don't work, you know, most of us know that it's our times. We're all just doing the best we can. Sure. You know, you know, it's also, you know, it's also interesting when you just listen to just everyone, the different perspectives on just this past year and how some people are just like, oh, it's been the worst. I haven't been able to do anything. I just want to travel. I just want to. I'm just amazed at how many people that are just these big travelers. I just did not know it, but it's like, oh, I got to travel, travel. And then I think about, you know, this past year, and it's just been creating content. Like, we just just been creating stuff, just like constantly. Like, we're, you know, we're just, we're online just doing something and coming up with something. And I just think that, you know, as as Eric mentioned, it, it just has made you just kind of think outside the box. Like, I don't feel like, I've been bored for the past year. Like I'm, you know, I just hate being inside the house. Like, no, I feel like I've been all around the world inside my house. I've talked to, I've made friends all around the world. You know, I have a a group of friends that, that every Friday we just get online and it's like four DJs and they just play music every Friday. And that's like about 40 of us to just get on there and we just listen to music and just have it's like we're at a big party every Friday. And so even now that, you know, things are, you know, opening up a bit, we're still going to be coming together every Friday virtually because, and we've made these friends all across the U.S. during this time. And so I think that, you know, if you want to, you know, like I think a lot of people, are, some people are in that place where it's like, it's change and I can't really deal with change. Like, like, what do you mean? It's so funny. I was thinking last year when they'd say, yeah, you know, in, you know, in April, things are going to open back up. And then you'd hear people say, the end of May, things are going to open back up. And then you'd hear, it's going to be August. And I think, well, did they come up with any solution yet? Like, why, like, why do you think it's going to open back up in, you know, in 45 days or 30 days? Like, you need to start thinking about how we are going to deal in this in this time and and I think that there's going to be uh you know just a different mindset for so many people you know moving forward you know and just being able to you know deal with you know change you know because you know we've just we've always been able to just go out when we want to go out do this eat here whatever and over the past 
you know, year, we've had to think of other ways to entertain ourselves, other ways to engage with family. My mom has been on Zoom, you know, she's 91 years old. Who's that? Who's that in there? Put the baby up to the screen. You know, I mean, stuff that would have never happened in the past, you know. <laughs> that baby show has grown. Put the baby to the screen. Who's that in the back? Dr. Linda, who's that in the back? <laughs> you know, so it's just been, yes, it's, it's been, it's been great. That is so true. That is so true. <laughs> Y'all like my imitation of my mother. I'll do it again. Yes. Who's that in the back, Dr. Love? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so true. And, you know, even that is something that, you know, we might not have experienced or, or we might not have la- had enjoyed a laugh about. The other day I was watching a news show and they were very serious. It was a very serious subject. And this woman is, is super uptight and she's looking dead in the screen. And all of a sudden she's wearing white. Her whole room behind her is white. And all of a sudden a black cat tail goes like this. <laughs> across the screen. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> Cat, her cat just walked, walked right across her screen in front of her keyboard. Didn't hit the keyboard, but it, now there was this moment where the cat's tail was going like this, and she had to decide whether to completely ignore it or to own it, and she ignored it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so That's funny. It. That's I it. Mean, and, and, you know, I I think these are some of the wonders of the early pandemic is that mm-hmm. we started to see other people's kitchens where we were all suddenly sitting with our laptop and they looked just like ours. And our spare bedrooms became the, and they looked just like ours too. And then people couldn't get haircuts. One night, my family and I were sitting around the fire bowl because I was telling you guys earlier, it was my husband, Dr. Chuck and I, and and each one of our college kids came home for spring break a week at a time different. And their schools each told them never to return. <laughs> well, they brought their significant others with them. So we were yeah. we went from two to eight. We were sitting around the fire bowl one night and we looked over at my husband. It was about two months in. And in the fire late, he looked just like a, a Peruvian guy. He had <laughs> he had kind of like a bowl cut just straight across. He had taken the scissors to his own hair and just cut himself kind of a early Ringo star sort of thing. That's too funny. And, you know, but so was, you know, whoever on CNN was sitting there with the baseball cap and the bad hair day, too. So I, I do think this is one of the things, both business and personal, that we can take away from the pandemic. It's changed our, oh, our it view. Changed a lot. Yeah, it changed it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, I was just thinking about something where I mean, interrupt you, but, you know, just and even just trying to meet with clients, right? In the past, when you go to their office, you know, they're all uptight and everything is so serious and everybody is so important. And now everyone's at home. They're at home. And like you said, they're in sweats. The hair's not cut. The kid is there in the back. The dog is barking. And everybody is, everyone is like just people now. Like a lot of those, the facade, a lot of the shells have come down and, and people are having just real conversation with people you're dealing with. We're all dealing with the same thing. And we're and I think for once we've been in a situation where everyone is kind of dealing with the same thing. Yes. Right. Like everyone had to deal with it. Everyone had to pivot. Everyone had to be like, OK, you know, how am I going to deal with this situation? I mean, it was different levels of it, but it was something that impacted everyone in some kind of way 
everyone, no matter how big big their britches were. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. one we all have it in common. I mean, we've talked to people. Mm-hmm. I've talked to some in the Netherlands, to Australia, to the UK, to to, to Canada. We all have that one thing in common. You know, how you dealing with the pandemic? Yeah, yeah. So I think it brings us together. Yeah. The other thing is, see, I see, before the pandemic, we did a virtual meeting, and let's say the dog barking in the background. You know, some people would think, "Oh, wow, I'm professional." Oh, he's a dog. That's right. Where, where now it's you, you're like you hear it, and it's okay. That's cool. <laughs> Can't tell you how many times I've done something and I hear dogs barking. It's like a it doesn't even phase me. Yeah, yeah. that's just a, the the new normal. Kids are run, kids are run up to their parents mm-hmm. when they. Give them a kiss. Or hug. I'm so sorry. Look, hug your kid. <laughs> hug your kid. Yeah. Your, kid's been, your kid's been home all day. You've been online all day. Stop. Take a break. Hug your kid. Put put the kid on your lap. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're having a meet. Big deal. You know, we're we're all people. I think it's allowed us a range of emotions that we were withholding before, trying to be too perfect. Like the other day. I did a TED talk for a group in India and I was talking to Rajiv, the owner of the, the TED license and all three of his family members, he, he knows lots and lots of people that are dying. Mm. Now I happen to know of people that are dying because of my big dental practice. Uh, Cause mm. I'm involved with so many people's lives, but most of us don't know a lot of people who are dying from COVID, but there he is in the heart of, of India and so that was a sad, and he was like totally quarantined in, in a small place away from three of his family members who were getting through it. So that was a sad phone call. And then the next person I talked to were these two podcasters from England. <laughs> and at, at the very end, they reminded me, you know what day it is, Dr. Linda, don't you? And I said, no, and they, it's, it's no pants day. And yeah, you were supposed to give your pants to somebody needy. I think it was oh, less. Wow. Yes. And then they both jumped up and they had no pants on. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> now they had, you know, like the new kind of boxer, boxer short underpants, but it was a surprising ending to the podcast interview, and <laughs> and this was just an hour after I talked to my poor friend in India. So the wow. range of emotions, being able to not shoot for perfection these days, I think, is something that we can celebrate too. Okay, so I always like to wrap up with a question that you know the. Ever Widening Circles is the name of the website that started my whole journey into promoting goodness and insight and innovation that was going on Celebrated. And our tagline is, it is still an amazing world. Mm -hmm. So tell me what each of you, what reminds each of you that it is still an amazing world. You know, I think you, you watch the news and you hear about all the negativity and, you know, this happened, that happened, but but I, I still think there are people that like the Dr. Lindas of the world that are working to actively inspire people that are, that are living on purpose, that are trying to make things a better place. But I, I think the problem is our mind, we sometimes we just default to the negative, yeah. right? And you, even the things you see on social media. But but I think that there's a lot of people, there are a lot of people that are giving back and that are donating their time and going to places like India, sacrifice, making sacrifices. So, so I mean, I think for me that always reminds me that there there is good, and I think it's we we do have that inner instinct to, to do good, and we just need to focus on that and and just not focus. You know, it's the old saying: whatever you focus on is what's going to grow. You focus on the negativity, you're going to see more negativity in your life. 
you know, focus on the positive things and, and then focus on how you can be the solution. I, I think that's really the big thing. That is really the big thing. How about you, Ted? Yeah, you know, I just, I've always been under the, the belief and I ask, you know, I ask people this question all the time of, you know, do you think there are more good or bad people, right? And then most people always say, no, I think there's more good people, mm-hmm. right? And so if you go into it with that mindset that there's more good people, you know, I just think that it just, you know, you're, you're, you're expecting to have good engagement with, uh, with people. And, you know, I, I always, and Erica's heard, have heard me say this, I, I always try to engage with people, like whether I'm on an elevator, whether I'm at a restaurant and a, a server, like, you know, I, I try to, uh, Eric's heard me say this before, I try to, I try to help people get the tip, right? Like if I'm going to, if I'm going to, you know, engage them and, you know, have conversation so that they open up. And then at the end of the day, it's going to be a good experience for them. It's going to be a good experience for me. I feel it's a, I think it's a better chance of them, you know, not dropping my role or something in the back. If I, <laughs> you know, if I've, you know, if I've engaged with them in a nice way, but you know, you just, you'd be amazed at how, you know, you know, someone could, you know, you could tip someone and give someone a great tip and they'll start sharing with you what they've been going through. You know, and I just think that if everyone just took a little more time to just, you know, try to be nice, you know, I've not even said to the people, you know, I think a lot of us miss just being able to smile at someone with masks on, right? And so, you know, I'll, you know, I've been at the grocery store and I'll, you know, see, a, you know, a little old lady and I speak to her and, you know, I said, I'm smiling at you. She's like, yeah, I can tell. I can look at your eyes or whatever, you know, and, and that, these are things that, you know, we've taken for granted for so many so many years. And I think that if, if everyone just kind of does their part, you know, to just, you know, to, to be nice, to, to engage in a certain way and just truly, you know, do their part in being, you know, just being the best you you can be, just being a good person. You know, I think, you know, you know, the, you know, the world is, is definitely a, is definitely a good place. Well, <laughs> This has just been a lovely, a lovely conversation. I'm so glad we were able to connect like this so soon oh, thank you. after we, we spoke. I was on Eric and Ted's podcast, podcast number 108 on May 1st. So if you want to catch that interview, it's it's a nice juxtaposition of the, the three of us getting to know each other a lot deeper and sharing some of the insights that we've stumbled across. So thank you so much. Tell me really directly, and it's going to be in the show notes below, but really directly where the best place to connect with you you guys and your work is. Okay. So as far as the podcast, people can go to, we have a website, the 30minutehour.net. And they can go see, they can get all of the previous episodes. They can see the Facebook version. They can see what's on Spotify and Anchor and some of those other places. Uh, and they can also find us in the What Now Movement Facebook group that we talked about earlier. Okay, great. We're going to see you there. So for more information about their work, we'll put it in the show notes. You've got the things they've just mentioned. Please, please go rate and review this podcast. We're currently in the top 25% of podcasts in the world, but to get to the top 1%, which is where we really want to be, you got to have those ratings. 
and the reviews. So thank you very much. If you'll hop over there and do that for us, it will mean the world to us. And we can get these kind of conversations and messages out to even more people. And thanks to our affiliate partners for proving it is still an amazing world too. You can find information about today's featured partner in the show notes below or by visiting everwideningcircles.com backslash partners. And remember to check out the Conspiracy of Goodness Network that you heard in the halftime there. That is where people who are helpers, learners, and doers in this conspiracy of goodness that we've been talking about for the last hour, that's where they're meeting and they're helping each other by becoming multipliers with each other's knowledge. And as always, dive into the Ever Widening Circles articles. Because right there, if you download the app, you're going to have the antidote to the daily news in the palm of your hand. I hope all the connections to goodness and progress carry you through the week, and you'll start finding all the joy and wonder that we've been talking about right here. Thank you so, so much. Have a great week.